0: But I never asked to use it, for obvious reasons. Another BB pellet losing steam clattered into the bed of my pickup. Neighbors. 2.6 miles of uninhabited country later, the truck stalled as I steered off County Road 615 near the intersection of that dirt road and the pavement of a semi major state road. I coasted past the gas pumps of Pick's General Store and U Pump It and handbrake beside the mud-encrusted freestanding phone booth. When I unhooked the bailing wire from the glove box, pickup paraphernalia exploded onto the floorboard like Fibber McGee's closet junk. I tucked my big fat wallet back in the box, but held onto a prescription bottle of the tiny tranquilizers my physician, Dr. Doc Williams, allowed me. Atarax, they are called, a pharmaceutical advertising word derived from the Greek ataraxia, which means a state of robust calm, which was a state I liked to dwell in, far from the state of distress. But it was hit or miss with me from day to day where I landed, with medication or without it. I could, as medically advised, take six pills a day. I wanted twenty. There were only three left. I showed restraint and took two. I dialed 911 even though I was in no emergency, just to take advantage of what my local tax dollars paid for the phone went bzzz, clickety-click, then nothing for a long time. I hung up. Taxes. In the skinny directory for Doker, Arkansas, a little town just less than three miles east of U-Pumpit, on Scenic Highway 7, more or less, I found the number for the police, rummaged in my pocket for change, found a solitary quarter, slotted it, and called the nearest constabulary, which was manned, as far as I knew, by only one constable an octogenarian who had not appeared outside his house for over a year. The phone of the docker constable rang twenty-one times before I hung up. Cops. The phone ate my two bits. I tried 911 again. Just clickety-click-bzzz this time, or rather, nothing useful again. Telephones. The screen door to Pick's General Store and you pump it banged open, and the proprietor's teenaged grandson Malcolm Ray Pickens yelled my name, more or less, Bob Ranald. Malcolm was even more undersized and anemic than me, and some shy of a full load, but about the best adjusted person I had ever known. Which said more about my dead family and lost friends than it did about Malcolm. I would hazard. He leaned into the booth, seemed glad to see me. I wished I was in a better mood for him. There was a bruise on his forehead, purple and uneven as a conquered grape smashed and rolled flat into raw bread dough. When I tried to touch it, he jerked his head away and then fingered lank hair over the injury. Your pawpaw been hitting you again, Malcolm. The kid shook his head, then shrugged, then nodded since the kid seemed congenitally unable to lie. Loan me some money for a phone call, Malcolm Ray. You good for it, Bob Reynolds? All I had to do was frown. I gave Malcolm ten bucks a week just to feed the chickens on my front porch, which, apart from his snakeskin wallet-selling business, was all the money he ever got from the world. He pulled a fistful of small change out of his overalls and handed it over. Just playing with you, Bob Reynolds. I'm not in a playful mood, I said, which was not news. I thumbed quarters into the phone box, hesitated, considered forgetting about it, the corpse, the dead man, Buck. But it seemed too late for that to happen. Wheels within wheels, cogs, that is, were turning, and I was stuck up their works, it seemed like, whether I liked that position or not. What you thinking on, Bob Reynolds? Malcolm stood outside and pressed his nose against the dirty phone booth, smearing his sweet face into a malevolent mask. I slapped the glass. Malcolm backed against the truck, hitched up his overalls. I was just asking, Bob Randall. I'm trying to think, I said, with more heat than I had intended, I guess, because Malcolm's face drooped. I'm sorry, Malcolm. The kid nodded to accept my apology. I can see you upset, Bob Randall, so I figure it's something eating at you. I can sure tell when it is, and it especially is right about now. You're a genius, Malcolm. The kid snuffed. I appreciate your concern, Malcolm Ray, I corrected myself sincerely enough. Nobody else gave much of a thought to my condition save for Malcolm, so I needed to be grateful for that, difficult as his concern was to deal with sometimes. You know what Papa say about it, Bob Reynolds? It's dangerous to think too much on things like you do, because all your...